The big question is this. How are baseball players like us, who don't have the best resources, connections, and training facilities, who aren't naturally big, strong, fast, or powerful, how can we train, eat, practice, perform, and live to absolutely dominate on the diamond? Now that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Christopher Corper, and welcome to House of Velo Radio. And we are live with episode 001 of House of Velo Radio. I couldn't be more excited to spend some time with you today. Welcome wherever you are. This podcast, like everything we're going to do here, is designed to help you be the best baseball player you can be on and off the field. And I've been obsessed with hitting baseballs and throwing baseballs as hard as humanly possible for about well 20 years, maybe a little bit over 20 years. Like This obsession started when I was young. I was never pushed by anybody in my family, parents or anybody, to, to play baseball. We didn't really have anybody that played baseball in our family. But I, was, I think I was like five years old, and I, I said, Dad, I want to play baseball. So we started the whole t-ball thing, and I still remember like doing the warm-ups before t-ball. I remember like trying to slide head first every single time at every single base. Uh, just all, all the fun experiences that happened with youth baseball all the way up through high school. And I was fortunate enough to play uh, Division One baseball and, and have a successful career as, as a collegiate athlete. And so throughout all these years, I mean, there was this like kind of tandem passion and obsession alongside of the baseball um, playing, which was strength and conditioning. And that sort of really kicked in for me when I was 14 years old. I, I was like, okay, you know, I want to play at a high level. I knew at a young age that I really, really wanted to play college professional baseball. I think a lot of kids have that dream. And I knew that if I was going to do that, I needed to be stronger, bigger, faster, like I just had this feeling in my gut that I needed to be outworking everybody else. And so that was kind of like the, the thing that drove me to find um, a resource locally in strength and conditioning. And this coach took me in under his wing and began to teach me and coach me and help me really understand the fundamental principles of strength and conditioning, uh, along with the practical application of those principles uh, at, a, at a very young age. And so super fortunate there to be able to take that knowledge and apply it throughout my career and ultimately to develop into what I felt was like pretty much my maximum potential as an athlete. And, and here's the thing, like wherever you are in your journey, whether you're listening to this as a, uh, you know, a young 10, 12 year old athlete or younger, whatever, or you're in high school right now, whether you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, or you're playing college ball, whatever division or professional, or you might even be a parent or a coach. Like wherever we are in that spectrum, the the truths that I want to bring to the surface here in this podcast are going to be beneficial and applicable to all of us. And we can all use these things because you know, in life and in sport, there are certain things that just carry over regardless of, you know, of where we are. So I really hope that my story and my experience, both the good things and the bad things, the things that I did well and the things that I didn't do well, 
can benefit you and that you can avoid some of the stumbling blocks or the pitfalls or the potholes along the journey that I experienced and have a smoother journey and a faster journey to where you want to go in your career. Um, and, and I'm also super hopeful that the people that I bring here to be interviewed and to contribute to this podcast can do the same thing with their experience because there's so much power in that when we bring multiple perspectives together. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then, of course, as this thing evolves, like we'll be able to to look back and, and remember, you know, all of that um, kind of the genesis of this really is like the House of Velo is, is this, uh, it's kind of a, the fulfillment of that 20 year obsession and passion for the game of baseball and strength and conditioning and this, the human and human performance. And so really like my, my whole goal today is just to welcome you to the house. I want the house of Velo to be a place where hardworking, dedicated athletes can come and learn and then take that knowledge that they learn here and apply it into their life and that it will improve their life but also improve their performance as an athlete and and that they'll win games and championships and create memories that will last a lifetime and and create friendships that will last a lifetime because that's the thing about baseball it's so cool to me is like you know, I never, I never knew when I started playing t-ball that that some of my best friends um, would 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 come from the the game, and some of my my best mentors and the biggest life lessons that I would learn would come from the game of baseball and the things that happened around it. I'm sure many of you guys can relate to that wherever you are, you know, and and um, just really really cool. So, yeah, this is going to be a place where we're going to speak truth and we're going to get after it. You know, I want I want this this podcast to be that. And like in the intro where the, the big question that I have is like, how can a baseball player like you or myself when I was playing, um, who, who doesn't have all the resources, like who maybe doesn't have the finances, maybe they don't have the location, because that's a big deal. They don't have those resources. Maybe they don't have the connections to professional baseball or college baseball. Like you're wondering, okay, who do I talk to? like to play at the next level or who can I be around to play at the next level? You, you, you lack those connections or maybe you lack training facilities. Uh, that's a, that's a huge deal when it comes to developing yourself as an athlete, whatever level you're at, maybe you don't have that. Like maybe you live out in the middle of nowhere. Maybe you're listening to this and you are in the middle of nowhere, but you have a small high school baseball team that you're playing on or wherever, like, or you could be at a college that doesn't have great facilities. Like that's totally happens all the time. Whatever. Like you might not have that physical stuff. You might have not, not have those connections. You might have not, not have the physical money to do certain things. And then you might not have the size that some people are blessed with. You might not have the strength that some people are naturally blessed with, or you're not as fast or powerful like those those tools we talk about in baseball. Man, I'd say the vast majority of players aren't just straight up gifted with that stuff. Maybe you're really good at one thing, but the other few areas, like you're you're not that great in. I mean, so I can relate to that because here's the here's the thing. Like I had supportive parents, incredible resources in that regard, and I'm so grateful for that. I've had awesome coaches throughout my career, but I grew up in southern New Mexico, which is not Tampa, Florida. It's not. <laughs> Dallas, Texas. It's not Los Angeles. Like, there's not a lot of, um, like, we've turned out some great baseball players here in New Mexico for sure. 
but when I was when I was coming up, like we had great coaches locally, but nothing like the resources, the width of resources that you find in other places. So that was something that that I didn't have um, to the fullest, right? Like when when I was developing. And I, there were elements of, of myself as a player that he, I really, really had to work on and develop and overcome. Speed was one of the things that I really worked hard on. I was blessed with, with some size, but I had to develop that. And uh, so the, the question is, like, how can somebody like you or myself, how can we train, eat, practice, perform, and live to dominate on the diamond? And when I say dominate, like I mean get out there and control the controllables and perform at our highest capacity, like leave nothing on the field as a teammate and as an individual. Because ultimately, like that is what brings the value in, into your life from baseball is playing that way. And is it possible to do that every single time? I mean, we're all human. Like there's no way we're going to be totally perfect in anything that we do. But my hope is that like the subjects we talk about here will give you insight into how you can best do that because the result of doing that, of giving your all and really performing at that level consistently, like really, really showing up every single day at practice, showing up every single day, every single game to compete, is that you will have fun. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and you will influence your teammates for the better. You will look back on a season and say, Mike, that was freaking awesome. Maybe we didn't have the like a, a championship season. Maybe we didn't go to the postseason, but we got after it. Like I, I took away from that season so many lessons and so much value um, because I gave it my all. Right? I mean, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna com- commit to the time and energy that it takes to play even high school baseball, like let alone college or professional ball, if you're gonna do it, why don't you just do it with everything that you have. And I'm speaking from a, from a position of like, yes, I did give a ton of effort, a lot of, of the time, but there were moments where I could have been better. And so my hope is that, that we can all really just get super, super fired up about crushing it and dominating on the diamond. So, you know, that's, that's what we're here to do. And, and I'm just excited to, to get after it with each of you and to talk about subjects that are relevant to your career and relevant to what you, you want to do. So that being said, here's, here's what, here's what like, I would ask is that you DM me on Instagram at the house of Velo, follow me. Um, I'll be posting more content there or shoot me an email at the house of, of Velo at gmail.com with any questions that you have subject matter that you have. I'm going to be pulling from the resources from my career, the professional guys that I know, um, coaches, mentors, and bringing them on the show. If you know of anybody that you think would be a great fit to have these conversations, awesome. Like, this is going to be something where I mean, I'm completely open to talking to anybody about who's who's passionate and who can who can resonate with the values and the subject matter that we'll be talking about. So, really, really cool. So as I wrap this thing up, I just wanted to give you a little bit of my origin story as a baseball player. I, I spoke a little bit about my obsession and passion with uh, like velocity, hitting, throwing, strength and conditioning, human performance. Um, I'm also super passionate about nutrition. That's a whole whole nother thing. But <laughs> well, and 
like lifestyle optimizations. I've worked in the health and fitness industry for a number of years now uh, since graduating. Actually, through within when I was in college, I was also working in the health and fitness industry, strength and conditioning, nutrition, and those kind of things. But I want to back it up a little bit um, to to when I was like nine years old. I wanted I wanted to share a couple points in my origin story that will hopefully help you understand where I'm coming from and the perspective that I have to, to help and to add perspective to your journey. So when I was nine, I'm outside playing catch with my dad and I'm a lefty. So I'm, you know, we're just working on, on some pitching and stuff. I just remember we're kind of stretching it out a little bit, throwing a little bit more long toss. And I, as I, I, I hit my wind up, I'm leaning back and then I throw the baseball. As my arm passes through the throwing motion, there's this it felt like somebody had like clipped uh, like or, or shot my my bicep, my arm with a taser. And it's just like this shock went through my arm into my neck, head. And the sound that that occurred at that moment was like you took a dry tree branch and just snapped it over your knee. It's this crack. And I and then the ball kind of flew up to the side and, and, and I just hit the ground and this pain shot up my arm started just reverberating through my whole arm, like my humerus bone, right in the middle of my bicep. I just felt like somebody had just smoked me with a hammer. I just hit the ground and I was crying like I'd never felt a pain like this before my dad ran up. And uh, he's, he's, he's a physician, so he, he immediately thought that I had leukemia because like a, a bone breaking like that on uh, an infant, or not an infant, sorry, like a younger guy, is a, is a big warning sign. So we rush into the hospital, get an x-ray. I've got the, what's called the cyst, like this pocket, this hole in my bone, in my left arm, my throwing arm. And it's just the craziest thing. It just cracked right through. It was this weak point. And, and uh, the doctors that we went to locally, they the conversations we had as a nine-year-old kid who was obsessed and passionate with the game were devastating to me because every single one of them said, you're, you're not going to play baseball again like this is the type of thing that you know if, if we, we don't know how to really fix this for you so you're just you you're not going to throw a baseball until you're 18 19 years old like we would recommend just staying away from that in general sport in general because of this this cyst this hole in your bone because the risk of re-breaking it is, is so high and so here I am with the love of my like my young life, baseball, basically stripped from me. And so even at that age, like I began, I, I, I immediately appreciated the time that I had to play. Because at that point, I didn't feel like I'd ever get to play again. Those of you who have had serious injuries may, 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 may relate to this. Um, so my dad started researching different treatments for this, uh, this cyst. And he found one that was being ex experimented on in Israel, the process. And we found a physician in, in Albuquerque, which is a, a ways away from where I grew up, that was willing to do this surgery on me. And it was the first time anybody had it done on them in New Mexico. So basically they took bone marrow from your hip and then injected it into the cyst or the hole. And that tissue would recognize the damage broken uh, bone and then repair it as if it, you know it was just normal. And since it was the same, the same um, 
marrow from my body is just a transplant from one area to another that it would heal and so that was the concept so I still remember going under getting a shot falling asleep and waking up feeling all dizzy in my arm you know just a couple little needle holes from where they had injected the marrow and then I remember going back and getting x-rays after x-rays you know a couple couple weeks and months at a time and before you know it my arm my humerus bone of my throwing arm is like thicker than my right arm it's like totally rebuilt from this bone marrow transplant, like this experimental surgery. And I could play baseball, you know? And so I was able to enjoy like my whole high school, enjoy my high school career because of this thing. But gosh, it made me appreciate the game. You know, it just totally made me appreciate what I had. And um, one other thing that I'll share as part of my origin story is that, you know, that was not the only time that the game was like taken from me. In, 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 in a sense, there were a couple other moments in my career where that happened, um, one of them by choice and the other not by choice, but um, the one I want to talk about briefly here is my decision to serve a two-year mission for my church. And um, growing up, this was a big part of my life, and I knew from a very young age that that's what I wanted to do when I was 19, 20 years old, was to go for two years and serve people and teach them about my beliefs and help them in a different part of the world. And so... I knew going into high school that I would be stepping away from the game for two years. And I, and I, it was the decision that I made to do that was just personal, right? Like, this is just what I wanted to do. Um, and it was kind of interesting because I, like, I had dreams of playing professional baseball, and that's what I wanted to do. That's what I was working really hard to do. But I didn't know exactly what would happen. So as my career progressed in high school, and I developed my physical attributes and was able to throw hard and, and hit the ball really far and had the physical tools that I developed through strength and conditioning and eating right and all the things we're going to talk about. I was in a position in 2007 where, where I, was a, I was a contender to, to be or a prospect to, to play at the next level, professional. And it really kind of came to a head where I had to choose between this life decision of you know, going on my mission or the life decision of, of playing professional baseball. I remember after my last game of high school baseball, we were up in Albuquerque. That's where the state tournament was played. Uh, we had just lost and um, came off the field, walked into the stands. I mean, it was just, it was, it was kind of a crazy whirlwind of emotions after realizing, okay, like high school baseball is over. And at the time, I had already received the place where I was going to go for my mission for two years, which was the Boston, Massachusetts. I'm like super stoked to go there. Um, I had heard while I was in my senior season, like about to leave, getting ready to go to, uh, to Boston, you know, the last few weeks of school, finals, everything, state tournament. Um, heard from a couple professional scouts about the draft. But, you know, it didn't really, it wasn't super real. You know, I was like, okay, like that's cool. I might get drafted, whatever. And um, it wasn't something I could really control like I could the decision to go on the, on the mission because that was already set. I was ready to go. So I, I, I walk up the steps. We're playing at Isotopes Field um, up in Albuquerque and hang out with my family, give them all hugs. My brothers are all there. Everybody's there. Families are around. And just kind of like thinking about the season, just spending some time together. You know, that, that feeling after a season is over. And this, this guy comes up to me. Out of, out of nowhere, and he's got this St. Louis Cardinals jacket on it, on, goatee, I still remember the, the, the ring that he had on his hand as he shook my hand, he said, are you Chris Corporate? I said, yeah, 
And he said verbatim, we want to offer you any amount of money that you want to not go on your mission and come play baseball. And this was like a big fork in the road in my life. I had already made the decision to go on my mission. And here I was presented with this opportunity to play professional baseball. So for me personally, the decision was already made, right? And, and like I knew what I wanted to do at that time in my life. And so I said, I, I appreciate it, but I will be, I'll be back in two years. And then I went, you know, like a week later, I'm on a plane and, and, I'm, and I'm going, I'm getting trained. And then I go out to Boston for two years and I'm on the streets talking to people every day, doing community service, like a total shift in life as a 19 year old. It's like the most challenging thing that I'd ever done in my life. Much, it was just, it was, it was something I could have never expected how challenging that would be. Um, and I learned a ton, but I didn't touch a baseball for two years, didn't swing a bat, I mean, swung a bat once. Um, later on my mission, I went and took batting practice with Danny Ainge, actually, which is, I should get him on the podcast, but took batting practice with Danny Ainge, you know, like almost when I was almost done with my mission in Boston, he was the GM of the Celtics, and, um, and I met him, and we were able to kind of develop a friendship out there. It was a story for a different time, but, but I was away, for the, away from the game, and every time I passed a baseball field, I missed it. Every time, you know, we, we were on the bus or walking or whatever, and I saw people out there playing, like I wanted to be there. And, um, but the one thing I was doing on a daily basis was I was training, so when I came back, that I'd be ready to play. So coming back, playing college baseball, um, I, I'll give you more details of that whole story as we go, but I played on multiple teams, junior college, Division two, and then Division one. And uh, I was a walk-on. Um, I've, I've been through the ringer when it comes to playing on different teams and in different divisions and kind of like being a sort of a journeyman player um, and battled injuries and all sorts of stuff throughout that process. So I'll give you more and more in depth there as, as we go along. But my point is that is this, that you do not know what you have until you lose it. Like you don't, you don't really, really know what you have until you lose it. And I'm speaking about the game of baseball. Um, you, you know, you feel that at the end of a high school season or a youth season or a college or pro season, when you know you're going to play another season, you feel it a little bit, you know, the off season period, but you have something to look forward to with baseball, right? Like, and even me losing it for those two years, uh, I kind of knew, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to play college baseball when I come back. I had signed with a Division I school, uh, you know, early signed in high school. So I knew that I was going to play again. But it, nothing compared to the, the last game that I ever played, knowing that I would never play a game again. Uh, but So what, what, what I would say is the, the, the pull-away point from, from this episode is go into what you're doing now, whatever level you are, with every thing that you have and appreciate it because it's one time man it is one you got you got one shot you got you got one at bat one game one season you don't know when it's going to end you're like did i i had no idea my arm was going to snap when i was playing catch at nine years old you have no idea when your career will end 
So make every single practice at bat, rep in the gym count. Because that's the only way that you're going to walk away from the game and feel fulfilled and have a blast while you do it. And so it's my encouragement to you to just go out and crush it. Go out and get after it wherever you are. Reach out to me if you need help, if you got questions. This, this thing's going, baby. The train has left the station. And House of Velo Radio is going to become... It's going to become a community of like-minded athletes and coaches and parents that are all pushing for that same goal of just absolutely loving the game and dominating in every way. So that being said, I'm going to peace out. You guys have an incredible day. Thanks for spending some time with me, and I'm looking forward to the rest of this journey with you. I'll talk to you later. This has been another episode of House of Velo Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Shoot me an email at thehouseofvelo at gmail.com with any questions. And, uh, you know, if you have subjects you want me to cover, whatever, let me know. Email is probably the best way to get a hold of me. Or you could DM me at thehouseofvelo on Instagram. But, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Keep crushing.